0: Welcome to the podcast Podcast universe, universe. the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say sequels Sequels are are never better than the originals. originals. And let's say maybe somehow you stumbled across this episode, or maybe you're a newer fan of our podcast and haven't checked out the extent of our backlog. Maybe you're kind of like, what's going on? I thought we were covering Star Wars. Why are we talking about Jurassic World Dominion? Well... When we have a new release of a series we've covered, we cover it the following week, my dear boy. Mm-hmm. And so this week we had to go back to the depths, the pool, the park. The Dominion. The world. That is Jurassic World. So here we are. We saw the movie. Jurassic World Dominion. Yes, and now we are going to talk about it. And again, if you're newer, we like to keep the first parts of these pretty spoiler free
1: i got a question right off the top
0: but then there will be a spoiler alert and we'll get fully into the plot okay what do you got does
1: the title make any sense to you i thought it was jurassic world colon dominion but it's not it's just jurassic world dominion
0: oh because the last movie was jurassic world colon not on imdb
1: kingdom.
0: oh no it's just jurassic world fallen kingdom
1: Oh, no, I'm saying this is just Jurassic World Dominion, no colons.
0: What about Fallen Kingdom? Can you look that up? Because, yeah, I think as a as a trilogy of its own, it should have a bit of...
1: Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom.
0: Yeah, that's dumb. I thought it had a colon in it.
1: I think they forgot. I think they just got real, real tired by the end and forgot to slap it on.
0: Yeah, so as you may be sensing... This is not a good movie.
1: <laughs> did we think it was going to be a good movie? You were hopeful.
0: No, 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 no. I was not.
1: You weren't, Micah, Micah. I was not. You were No, don't give me that. You were hopeful when the when the first trailer came out. Why? When did it come out? Like during some big sports thing? Oh, was it the Super Bowl or something? Probably. Yeah. You were excited.
0: No, you're misremembering. Though. I
1: am not misremembering. Uh, can anything. I? Can I
0: clarify here?
1: Fine, save your save your pride
0: no no, no. i'm I- not
1: saying that you were head over heels excited i'm not saying that
0: okay but okay. you
1: were looking forward to it
0: that makes more sense because i remember watching the trailer and telling you and other people like that i was excited for the dinosaurs but i already know that i don't like these characters and the story will suck Yes. I said that right off the bat. I was like, but "It's going to be a terrible movie." Like, it looks movie. like they're
1: really going to use the old cast. I'm, I'm kind of think that this one can be okay. Okay, Not good. Okay. I don't
0: remember saying that detail, but that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, by the time it was coming out, I knew it was going to be a disaster. Well, before
1: though. we saw it, you knew what it was already rated at. So.
0: Yeah, this movie has like the lowest critic scoring of any of the jurassic park movies um and you know something i went back and i was listening to our jurassic world episodes both one and two jurassic worlds and um you know we really talked about how the whole point of jurassic park is like here's this science experiment it went wrong it doesn't work man should not play god that's like the thesis of the movie so every time you go back, it doesn't really work because you have to like undo what the first movie did and what it establishes. So none of the sequels are really good. Mm-hmm. The Lost World to me is the closest one to a good movie, and that's because it's got the Spielberg touch, not because it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um and the last third of that movie. And that one's is like awful. a
1: survival story. Yeah. And that, you know what i mean these ones you're are thinking
0: all... of Jurassic three i think that one's oh, more survival i kind of like that one you liked more i uh, when i when i listened to our rankings you put that one at number two yeah um
1: because that's to me all it should be because like you just said the first one is this big moral quandary but it's also half of a just let's not get eaten by dinosaurs yeah and pretty much ever since then it's just this big moral dilemma And it's like, I don't care about your moral dilemmas. I just want to see you run from dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, I care about the moral dilemmas, but they can't be as fabricated and stupid as they are in these movies. Yeah. In this one in particular. Now, my headline about this movie and what cracks me up. If you recall, listener, Fallen Kingdom ends and the dinosaurs are out. And I remember thinking, okay, I hate Fallen Kingdom, but I just remember thinking, this is a little bit exciting because this is the first time the status quo of Jurassic World, the Jurassic Kingdom, has been changed mm-hmm. because they're out. Mm-hmm. And so you you have something where you do have a chance to make the first like unique Jurassic Park sequel mm-hmm. because you have the chance to just go, how would that relationship with man work? Yeah. Because they failed with the park safety and all that stuff. It, they got out. What are you going to do? What is hilarious? It's the funniest thing in the world to me is that Colin Trevorrow says, okay, I set this up. I've been the like producer on this series. I r- helped write the second movie. So I put it in this position. And he goes... Instead of telling that story, I'm going to tell a story about locusts mm-hmm. attacking crop and losing the potential food supply. Mind you, it's not even like a commentary on birds and birds' relation to dinosaurs. Insects don't have a relationship to dinosaurs. So he didn't even choose, like, lizards or something. I know. It's the wildest choice of a story anyone could ever have made. I know. I agree. It Pretty is lame because It is so like, funny.
1: Y- it's so funny. Why Why are we focusing on them when, like you said, there are dinosaurs here now. They are disrupting the entire ecosystem of the world. Just pick yeah. one dinosaur and explore that that one ecosystem.
0: Yeah. Instead of a bug. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And I, I suppose there could be some, po- I just thought of this, is this whole thing started because of finding dinosaur DNA in a little mosquito. So maybe they were thinking about that but still Not good enough Jurassic Park isn't about the mosquito it's about what they do with it mm-hmm. and this is about it's literally about the locust mm-hmm. and it is i mean the plot to this movie is one of the worst plots to a movie i've seen
1: it really is and i'm already just tired thinking about it
0: but you liked this a lot more than i did you're making I it did. sound like i liked it more than you but by your reaction but i also didn't care
1: i had no expectations going into it Therefore, therefore, I didn't even try to understand what was happening. Yeah,
0: I tried to understand what was happening and couldn't follow it. Yeah, because here's the other thing: sci-fi is one of the best genres. In my, that's a total opinion, uh, but it is it is an opinion I hold preferentially. It's just one of my favorites. Well, that's yep. what I meant. Yep, I meant to say sci-fi is one of my favorite genres. Yep, uh, sci-fi done poorly. Is worse than most genres done poorly. Yeah. Bad romance, whatever. Also, it's a Lady Gaga song. But uh <laughs> a bad thriller, you can still have fun, but like a bad sci-fi is pretty insufferable. Yeah. And all three of the Jurassic World movies have been like really bad sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World is the closest to anything, but it's too caught up in its own nostalgia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and I think so. We've seen this movie. We've seen Jurassic World. Have we seen any other Colin Trevorrow movies? I don't
1: think I have. No. Okay.
0: Um, But I think it's pretty safe to assume the guy's not a good writer or director.
1: No. The the guy, I don't think he knows how to make a movie, even though he technically has made a couple at this Uh point. But I don't think he actually knows how. Uh And then I don't think he thinks anyone's smart.
0: Yes. Okay. We were talking about this. You gotta dive further. I just into think that. that
1: he thinks everyone's stupid who watches his movies or movies in general. Therefore, he there's not even like an attempt to make things coherent or just <laughs> enjoyable. This movie, like I didn't hate it as much as Fallen Kingdom, I think because I I think there's more fun dinosaur stuff in this movie. Yeah, and there's like a fair amount too. So that that's that worked for me. Most of the dinosaur stuff, like it all looked pretty dang good to me.
0: I, I know. So, yeah, that was the thing. There was a ton of dinosaurs and a ton of new dinosaurs we've never seen. Mm-hmm. There are dinosaurs with feathers all over them. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Um, there's old dinosaurs, new. And that stuff I was really liking, and I was like, you know, I was thinking, am I just being too uppity about this? But, I mean, I'm also remembering in the back of my head that already the movie's only been out for like a day and people have rejected it. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, we're certainly not alone in this opinion. But but then I'm thinking like no because there's monster movies and I've se- I haven't seen a lot of monster movies but I do like some of those mm-hmm. like I like 2014's Godzilla mm-hmm. I like the original Godzilla I like Godzilla versus Kong
1: Sounds like you just like Godzilla Well but I what I
0: mean to say <laughs> is like I like Kong Skull Island mm-hmm. you, you know uh those those stories are you can Get cheesy. You can have yeah. the one-liners. You can because
1: well, because they started cheesy from the beginning. Yeah. Those were campy and fun. Jurassic World when when that movie came out, it was they people had never seen this before, right? Like these kinds of these dinosaurs in physical, tangible, real life, which yeah. is fun, but it's still campy.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, but but I do think, like you're saying. This is a terrible, terrible movie. It's so bad. It's not as bad as Secrets of Dumbledore because I wasn't really bored. No, me neither. Um and and I will say maybe maybe our Fast and Furious fans can understand this. When I watch Fast and Furious, I see cars everywhere I look in life. So, seeing a bad movie with bad car action that isn't very interesting, I'm not really able to overlook much. Yeah. But seeing a bad movie that has dinosaurs that fight in it, I'm yeah. like, eh, at the end of the day, I did see a, a a dinosaur breathe fire. So am I really that upset I spent money on the movie? No. Yeah. But as a Jurassic Park fan, it, it's just truly, I mean, this is the series that that really no sequel will ever be able to be as good as the first movie. Yeah. If they make 30 more, if Paul Thomas Anderson is like, I'm going to make the next Jurassic Park movie, it's still not going to be good compared to Jurassic Park. Wow. It's just not possible. I really don't believe in PTA. Well, he would never concern himself with such matters. No, he wouldn't. Because he knows.
1: Before we get into the movie, though, really, we got to talk about the theater experience. Yes. Because it was probably the craziest one I've ever been a part of. And it was the first and probably only time that I I didn't care about any of it. It was, it added to my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Um, So school
0: came out like,
1: no, school let out. Let out. It's summer break. We saw this movie at 3.30 on a Friday. We now know not to go see a movie at 3.30 on a Friday. Pretty much, I would say, any time of the year. Yeah. Especially not the first weekend of summer break. Yeah. Because the theater was full with kids. I will add something, though. I love seeing, like, Pixar movies with a bunch of kids in the theater. Well, and we're probably going to... Because those gonna... movies are good, and therefore they hold kids' attention. This movie was like parents well... left... Wait. Parents left and right... Like yelling reprimanding at kids. children yeah. because they were probably bored out of their wits about this movie
0: clapping at their kids
1: yeah hey! oh my gosh hey! it was so funny so there's like i want to say like a fan like three families all got together yeah. and i feel like there was like 10 to 15 kids between them but it was like the parents all sat together and they kind of like let the kids sit in their own rows So there was a lot of kids in front of us, and just throughout the movie, one mom would get up and yell at a kid, and then a couple minutes later, another mom would get up and like clap at the kids to shut up. Yeah. And then the mom sitting next to me, just texting the whole time. Her ringer was on for part of it. Not
0: even low-brightness texting. She was full-brightness. And she
1: wasn't even trying to hide it. And Um, and
0: again, I want to say, if you're a listener of this podcast, we implore you, never text in the movies. No. It's rude. Other people spend money to go see them. Don't do it.
1: Yes. And then they're just having full on conversations and laughing during this movie. Yeah. So it's what made it not as bad to me as it usually would be is I didn't care about this movie and I was kind of having more fun experiencing this craziness happening during it. And now you have to talk about the funniest thing I've ever seen a person (laughs) do in a movie
0: sitting next to you. (laughs) Well, before I talk about that. I, d- I will say, is I underestimated the fact that kids automatically love dinosaurs. And so, like, kids that are really young are going to this movie. Yeah.
1: Like, a toddler laying on his, like, cuddling with his mom, sitting so, next to Micah the whole movie and throughout the movie, be like, Mama, <laughs> where's the dinosaur? <laughs> Which he is he that. was really cute. I
0: do have this. He, he was cute. But
1: it, wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Well, it, I'll, no, uh, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over kind of at the beginning of the movie because I think I heard someone like someone say mama and I look over and I see this toddler laying on his mom. And I just looked at Micah, my eyes were so wide, and I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah.
0: It was total anarchy. Yeah. Um But no, what was what was crazy was this woman is sitting next to me and then she has a seat for her toddler. And then the toddler crawls over the seat to her. And he is, like, sometimes getting a little too close and almost getting, like, to the armrest. Oh, of you? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He didn't quite cross the boundary, but he was close. And there was part of me that was like, why is this mom just not taking the other seat she bought and scooting over? Was
1: there no one sitting next to the other seat?
0: Well, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there was, and maybe that's why. But she had... Um, a piece kn- tea. Is, yeah, piece tea. So, it, you know, those are like 24 ounces. It's
1: huge. I, I thought when <laughs> like the lady sat down, because I hadn't seen the kid yet, I thought uh, it was just like a giant beer. And I was like, great, Top Gun again. People bringing in giant beers and yeah. drinking that during the movie.
0: Which, side note, folks, if you're going to spend money on one blockbuster, Jurassic World or Top Gun, go see Top Gun. Yeah, it's a Top masterpiece. Gun. And if you're like, but I already saw Top Gun twice, and I was thinking about seeing Jurassic World. Go see Top Gun a mm-hmm. third time. Because I did, I did legitimately have this thought. Halfway through this movie, I was like, I could be watching Top Gun. Yeah. I could be watching Tom soaring through the sky. Mm, so good. Um, but so there's this toddler, and he's like sitting almost on the, the chair rest part of the, the, the
1: foot feet rest?
0: The foot rest, yeah, part of the seat. And he grabs the can and you know the can is the like it's
1: like three or four.
0: It's like the size of his head, basically.
1: <laughs> it's like half the size of his, half as long as he is.
0: Yeah, and the mom's just, I guess, looking to the side or something because she's not noticing. He is just downing he is this drink, slurping it, and and he's he's drinking it in <laughs> such gulps that that it's, it's as like
1: funny as you're imagining it in your head. Yeah, it was like cartoonish,
0: and he's drinking it like it's a baby bottle, and he's just sucking it down, and then the mom finally like. Like he does that for a while and then Jordan turns and starts watching him and you reacted and I'm 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 like this is he's going for drink 2 right now you're seeing drink 2 <laughs> this is what it sounded like Okay here we go
1: <laughs> That's what it was sounding like
0: <laughs> Just constantly over and over and over <laughs> And then his mom makes him put it down and then he grabs it again. And Grabbed you know, He drank for a
1: long time. to
0: pee. And he has to pick it up with both hands because yes. his hands are so small. <laughs> and he's just downing this drink. And each time I was like, he's totally going to spill this all over yeah. me somehow. Yeah.
1: But he didn't. Oh, my gosh. I was crying with laughter during it. Oh, my gosh. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It was
0: so silly. Yeah. Um. So that was our theater experience. Yeah. I mean, terrible theater experience. I, but if,
1: if it was like a movie I was excited for, even if it was podcast related, I probably would have left and yeah, got, I think like, it, gotten another Showtime refund.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I did think about that, but I was like, this movie's so bad. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. No.
1: And I was kind of loving it all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if, but it, I, if it was like a Marvel movie, I probably would be like, can you give me like a 12 a.m. showing? Yeah. Like just a crazy. No, I mean like a really late night showing where there's oh, going to yeah. be no kids or something.
0: Yeah. Um, But one thing I want to point out is you said, so next week on our schedule, so next week for the podcast, we'll be covering Lightyear because that movie yeah. comes out. Um, and I just want you to potentially, you will be eating your words because we will probably come back to the podcast and be like, guys, here's the terrible theater experience we had for Lightyear because you did say, I like seeing Pixar movies with kids. So I'm just putting a mark on the podcast that yeah. we will see if that is the case next week.
1: Yeah, every Pixar movie that I've seen in theaters and kids are there, I've never have a complaint. I have not either. Never complained about it. I haven't it either because it is so adorable. This movie seems very strange. Yeah, this Lightyear movie. So I I could see it being a potential disaster for children.
0: Yeah, but it still get,
1: looks really fun. So I could
0: see kids being like yelling out like, "Where's Woody?" Yeah. Huh?
1: (laughs) But also, I gotta love
0: that. Hearing hearing a kid go, Mom, I'm I'm having trouble pontificating how this is possible that he (laughs) is a real-life character inside the universe of... Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. Hopefully, we'll all be surprised, and it'll be a trick, and it will actually be Andy's imagination or Bonnie's imagination as the movie. Again, I'm trying to call that early. If that is the case, they're pulling a Lego movie, and that would be awesome. So... One thing before we get more into Jurassic World that I wanted to talk to you about, when we not when we started this podcast, but I think when we were doing Insidious, we, ta- we were talking about horror. Yeah. And how horror oftentimes reflects the times in which it's created. So it can be like the fears of that generation, or et cetera, et cetera. And during that time, we said... I wonder what the fears of COVID and living through COVID, how that will manifest itself into horror. And I feel like we've started to see that. Why? That manifestation of what COVID fear and put into horror and written into things is. Because we went and saw a movie called Men. Yeah. Which is very strange. And I'm not necessarily recommending it because it has one of the most graphic, intense endings I'd seen. And I actually put my hat over my eyes and didn't watch the end of the movie because it was really gross. But in that movie, it's first of all, it's made in a COVID production. Yeah. There's like three people in the whole cast of the movie. Yeah. One person plays like 10 other characters. And there was this overwhelming sense that I had as the movie was beginning of. This fear of loneliness and being alone. Hmm. And I think and paranoia. Paranoia and being alone. Beyond beyond being alone of just like, I'm alone in my room, but like maybe no one's out there for me. Hmm. And then I watched a movie that was also made in COVID that is not a horror movie, but it's called Kimmy by Steven Soderbergh. And it's a thriller. And COVID's actually in the movie and stuff like that. It's a part of the movie. But there's this elevated sense of paranoia, and I just, it clicked on both of those movies where I'm like, we are seeing the repercussions of writers writing, at the very least, with COVID fears in their own minds, and this paranoia of like, who can I trust? Who may or may not have the virus? Uh, you know, can I be around these people? I don't know. And then this fear of complete isolation, you know, there's this... Uh, That's just what I was thinking about.
1: Interesting book that I would like to read. My reading list is really long, uh, called 56 Days, and uh-huh. it's about the start of COVID, and this couple, well, this couple meets, like, right before COVID happens, like, this man and this woman, and then COVID, like, lockdown happens, and they're like, well, this, we seem to really click, let's just try quarantining together okay. for a little bit, and then one of them is found dead.
0: Did they get murdered by the other? I think so.
1: Um, I, but I. Haven't... This
0: happened in real life. No, oh, this is a book. Oh, I mean, maybe
1: that happened in real life. Who knows? Well, but... that,
0: that's a great. Uh, that's a great story because I am yeah. like in either way. I know it
1: sounds really good. <laughs> I need to read it. It's by Katherine Ryan Howard for anyone who wants to read it.
0: Okay, but yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add. But I just wanted to update listeners. I've been thinking about that. And that's, that's
1: that's so good for you, Micah. I'm so happy for you.
0: Oh, thanks for making fun of me. No,
1: I just haven't really thought about that. Yeah. And I didn't really think of men that way. But I see what you mean.
0: Yeah. That was just like a, 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 a f- experience I had watching yeah. that movie. Um, But I think this is a great transition back into Jurassic World. And this is kind of interesting. Because it's going to make you think of something. So, folks... I'm excited to go over the notes. It's mostly just quotes from Colin Trevorrow and how he's crazy (laughs) and shouldn't be allowed to direct anymore. But this first one is not about that. So this movie began filming like right before quarantine started in March of 2020.
1: Whoa, okay.
0: And so I am gonna just list, I'm gonna read this section from Wikipedia, just verbatim, and I'm gonna see what it makes you think about. But uh, for those who are, listening i tried to fact check this wikipedia thing but new york times said i had looked at too many articles this (laughs) month so i said i'm just gonna assume this is true (laughs) so it was uh filming resumed in july 6th of 2020 after a hiatus an entire hotel in england was rented out by the
1: bubble already yeah okay
0: by universal for the remainder of the shoot allowing the cast and wait a second
1: it is literally that movie (laughs) yeah because it's dinosaurs yes wow okay keep going
0: um allowing the cast crew to quarantine there for two weeks before resuming filming after quarantine they were allowed to freely roam without doing any COVID stuff um the hotel provided a protective quote bubble for the cast and crew (laughs) trevorrow encouraged the cat yeah that yada 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 safety measures were approximately nine million dollars yada 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 uh, but that is literally... So Judd Apatow must have heard about that and oh, decided totally. to write The Bubble. 100%. The Bubble being the worst movie that's been released this year, it's maybe? It's
1: pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And
0: by far Judd Apatow's worst movie.
1: Yeah, it's just also not very funny.
0: <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's, Judd Apatow makes movies that are pretty long. They're always really long. But make it really long and not funny? Yikes. Um. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, The movie is directed by Colin Trevorrow. The screenplay is by Trevorrow and Emily Carmichael. And Emily Carmichael has done a famous sequel that no one likes called Pacific Rim Uprising. (laughs) Seeing a pattern here. And then the story is by Colin and Derek Connolly, who is his writing partner. Uh, The cinematography is by John Schwartzman. And he did Fifty Shades Free, Fifty Shades Darker, Dracula Untold, Jurassic World, etc. Okay, he has done some movies that looked good, but I kind of wanted to.
1: I don't think this movie looked completely awful. Uh, I actually thought it looked pretty good. Okay.
0: Um,
1: <sighs> I, I mean, I, uh,
0: yeah, it looks fine. Like I, the I,
1: action dinosaur stuff was cool.
0: Yeah, I, I I just don't think it was like uh in uh stellar in any sort of way. I thought some of
1: it was pretty dang good, actually. Like, when she... uh, When De- Bryce Dallas Howard went out of the plane and she was falling through the sky looked pretty good. Yeah. And then when... Actually, that whole sequence and then when she's in the tree with the dinosaur, yeah, that whole right. part looked really good and there was some nice tension there. Even, I mean, we all know no one, no one's gonna die. That's part of the issue with these movies well, at this point. Well, be
0: careful about spoilers. We're not in the spoiler-free zone yet.
1: Okay, but... uh,
0: So maybe people die, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so some of the, how some monsters, how some dinosaurs were revealed, I thought was pretty good.
0: You know what? You're right. I will concede my point. I think it's maybe an editing issue that I'm sensing. Sure. That I will, well, I can talk about it now. This movie has no tension at all. Mm -hmm. Every single scene, except for the Bryce Dallas Howard in the pool, which is in the trailer, like where she goes underwater and there's a dinosaur. That was the only scene that had any tension in it. The rest of them are cut so fast that there's not enough time to like think something scary. No. Because it just is like, boom, 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 boom. Okay, next scene. That's why it reminded me more of like a Godzilla movie or something. Because it's like, this isn't scary. It's just big things punching stuff. There's no tension at all. And again, when you're talking about the Jurassic Park franchise where the T-Rex... To me, is the scariest thing ever filmed. Nah, this is not even close. Yep. So, uh, the music is by Michael Giacchino, who I am really starting to sour on.
1: Well, unless it was a Pixar thing, is what you're starting to think about.
0: Yeah, because I thought the score of this movie was really bad. Like, I it, during the movie, I was like, "What is this person doing?" And then there was. You got
1: to remember too, though. I mean, he's got a lot of duds. I will give you that.
0: Yeah. He a has lot of, a,
1: there's a ter- it's a terrible director.
0: Well, yeah, like
1: yeah. He, he Whatever he is, has just he just doesn't he can't do his job.
0: Yeah. Well, he's just had a lot of duds in a row. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of like he recently
1: the... had a really good one though. I'm gonna look it
0: up. Well, the Spider-Man scores are fun. They're just nowhere close to the Danny Elfman scores, but they're they're pretty decent actually. Um, but he, I mean, you're not thinking of the Batman, right? Because he did do that. He did
1: do that. But, um, oh, no, I'm probably just thinking about that, which is not, doesn't really fall under that.
0: Yeah. It's a good score. It's just repetitive, and it rips off another score. And
1: it's mostly Nirvana.
0: Yeah. It's either playing the chord progression to Nirvana slash the Imperial March, or it's playing the Nirvana song. So it's like, I just hope that the next Batman movie, and folks, for the record, we have a Patreon episode on the Batman. I love that movie. But I just hope that the next movie is not like every scene the Batman walks in and goes, dun, 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 dun. (laughs) It's like, I can only hear that so many times. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Movie comes out June 10th, 2022. It has a $185 million budget. You want to hit any actors before I get into Colin's crazy quotes?
1: I'm just realizing there might be two actors because I don't think this other guy was in the last movie, but DeWanda Wise plays Kayla Watts. Uh, She is the pilot. She is also in Fatherhood. Whoops. Fatherhood, uh, She's Gotta Have It, which is a show based on the Spike Lee. um,
0: Oh, movie. She's Gotta Game or She's Gotta Have It. Something like
1: that. But uh, yeah, it's based on that Spike Lee thing. She's in an episode of The Twilight Zone. I don't know which one. Okay, because I just don't feel like going further into it, and I know that's not great, but uh, she's in one of the newer, and I feel because she seems familiar, and I feel like we would have seen. She might
0: have been in that space one. Well, actually, let's just hold on a second. Let's let's hold on.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think you can search that.
0: Yeah, you can.
1: Oh, she is in the she is in the space one.
0: Okay, so we had seen her. What is that one? I don't remember. Is space crew
1: preparing for the first human flight to Mars. I don't think we even got to that one.
0: What episode number is it? Six. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, no,
1: that was the next one. We got to the Wonderkin and did not continue. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, she's also in Shots Fired, Someone Great, and just, she's been in a lot of stuff, actually. Okay. And then um was, uh let's see, his name is, was Mamudu Athi in the last movie, who plays Ramsey? I want to say no.
0: Ramsey? Is that his friend? No, Owen's that's like friend. the
1: top. It's like the Jeff Bezos right-hand man guy.
0: Oh, he was not in the last one. Okay,
1: so that guy is also in The Circle. He is in Black Box, Underwater, The Get Down. But what have I seen him in, you know? He's in something that we've seen him in that he's really good in. He's in Cake, Watch Room, Unicorn Store. He's the guy in Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store.
0: That's Horse Girl.
1: Nope, that's Allison Brie.
0: Oh, Brie Larson. Unicorn Store, the movie she directed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yes. Um, well, that's it. Okay. So speaking of cast members, I thought that him, who you just said, and what was his name again? His actual name? Mamudu Athe. Mamudu Athe. He was really good. He
1: was great, but again, I'm going to blame this on directing. Uh, There's oh yeah. a lot of things actors this do in this movie that I just don't think they... I, they weren't given the correct direction on what to do because it did not make sense what they were doing.
0: And the editing was so weird in this movie. It was movie. so bad. Because there was a lot of times where the camera... For a movie that's so like ADHD and jumps around so much, it would have scenes where a character like him is standing there and it's almost like they left in the part where someone says like yeah sound yeah background action action yeah. so there's like 3 seconds of him standing there before he walks up to him computer yep and then he's instructed to be like oh okay for for an intense situation it was yeah. like it was like that scene i'm talking about it was as if they told him it was a different scene mm-hmm. and then they just edited it in later
1: 100%
0: very weird and we haven't even talked about the Bezos guy. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that when Who we get there.
1: I, I, I am convinced that he didn't know that he was in a Jurassic Park movie. I re- It was weird. It was, it was weird. It was one of the
0: weirdest performances because he.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, I should cover him because we haven't. Yeah. Um, so this guy. He- sorry, I guess there's more yeah. actors than I thought. Um, Campbell Scott plays Louis Lew- Dodgson. He is in. Big night, Roger Dodger, The Amazing Spider Man two, and one. I don't remember two. singles. Uh, and I, if it's two, then I haven't seen him in that. But yeah, he oh House of Cards as well. He's in yeah. a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of TV.
0: So what's funny about him? He's this character who is like the, I guess for lack of a better he term, he's the head of Biosyn. He's the yeah. He's the is uh, the head of Biosyn, and his character in this movie is he's like this secretly evil guy but i mean right off the get-go you know that about him and he does things like this where he'll be like all right let's not open that fence because if we open up that fence then the people are going to get out and our secret will get out and then like two minutes later they'll be like we really got to open that fence because we got to let those people out we can't just let them die and he goes Ugh, fine open up the that, fence that what
1: i know specifically what senior talking about yeah. too but it's like he has a he throws a fit he's like he's like oof, oof, like punching his fist in the air like yeah, yeah, yeah i can't believe this is happening and then completely calms down and says yeah open it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know and but he does it i think three times in the movie where he's like i'm not gonna do this thing and then he's like all right, do the thing. But
1: it's, it was crazy because, like, <laughs> it made no sense. He was doing eccentric billionaire, like a thing. Yeah. But it also felt like it, it, it also felt like he was, like, like he had no social, um,
0: it was like he was trying to show that he doesn't have, like, social skills. Social
1: skills, that's what I'm thinking of. He has no social skills because it's like I'm this billionaire that's so out of touch with reality. I can't really, like, have a normal human conversation anymore. But I'm very soft-spoken. And was, I don't really even know what's happening. I just make money.
0: It, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it, it was, it, was not, it, it did not equate at all.
1: Have the, we had anyone similar to the guy in the first movie? John Hammond. Yeah. Um. Not really. I mean, for for movies, these movies are all not good. Yeah. So just and these this movie in particular was very much like let's just continue to call back to the first movie. Yeah. Just throw in a guy like that. Yeah. At this point, why you have this weird guy that I d- I think walked on set, like he got the script and the script had whatever the the false name was, so that it doesn't leak to anybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he actually thought it was not a Jurassic world movie I really think that's what happened
0: (laughs) he probably went crazy in the bubble
1: yeah he probably did
0: so here's something that that maybe you're listening this far you haven't seen the movie or you have and you have some strong opinions about the old cast being brought in because this is the first time since Jurassic Park 1 that we have Jeff Goldblum Laura Dern and Sam Neill in the same movie that all three of them have been in other movies but they haven't been together and they've kind of billed this as like They're back. We finally got them. This is the final chapter. Are we
1: going to do anything with them? Absolutely not. But
0: what I find weird and what I realize in the movie, and I'm hoping some of you are sitting there like, they didn't work for me and I don't know why. Well, here's why. I think. I'm comparing this to Force Awakens because we recently watched it for the podcast. Uh, In the Force Awakens, we see we get reintroduced to iconic characters that we know and love. In Jurassic Park, we have iconic characters that we know and love, but there's a huge difference between the two. Han Solo, Leia, and Luke Skywalker are like saviors of the galaxy and are larger-than-life characters. So seeing their return, beyond feeling nostalgia, feels both apt for the storytelling and it also feels like uh, uh, they are big enough characters to still occupy that universe in this I realized because I was a little bit excited to see them I got to admit and then I realized a half hour into the movie I was like oh I guess I don't actually care about these characters beyond the first movie they're in and the difference is they're normal people they're normal people with jobs that like anyone can get if you study hard they're not superheroes. It's not Captain America coming back to save the day. They don't have powers. They're normal people. And I'm glad that it's just normal people. So when I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course they don't have anything to do because they've been through this. They've presumably heard about all this stuff on the news. They don't like they, they, they've washed their hands clean of this. And it's only not their one problem out of the
1: three is funny. Which one? Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. So then you have the other two who are not funny characters. So they're just there.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: They're existing.
0: It's very weird.
1: And then also, Chris Pratt, I couldn't even tell you what he did in this movie. I couldn't even tell you what he said in this movie. I feel like he had hardly any lines.
0: And you know what's sad? Him and Bryce Dallas Howard in blockbuster movies in the last decade have two of the worst characters I've seen. Yeah. Like, they're not interesting. They're not likable they're not fun to watch in these movies. Uh both talented actors, but they're just yeah. not good fits for this. And this movie was the first time they didn't annoy me in the series. I
1: will agree with that.
0: And I was she, like, "She
1: I actually think was trying the hardest. This might be crazy. I think she might have been trying the hardest out of all of them." Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: What do you, what, what do you mean by I trying just, the hardest? I just
1: she was the most memorable one to me. Yeah.
0: Well, I I think it was a smart move to make her more of like a mother figure than like, sexy girl who runs a park and has an attitude. Because yeah. in the first movie, that's what she is, and then in the second movie, she's like, I'm sexy girl, but now I'm and I'm like eco friendly, and then in this movie, it's like, like I want to help my my adopted daughter, and she's like a mother. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that's way better. Yeah, I like I can believe that more for th- for this world you built. Yeah. Because the other characters, and, and again, like in the other two movies, her role just really felt like men wrote her role. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is how we think women are like. And mm-hmm. it's like, what are you talking about? Have you met one before? <laughs> mm-hmm. am, I, am I wrong in saying that? No, or- I agree with that. <laughs> um,
1: I think we said that on the episodes.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think the use of the legacy characters was so bad and and i think at the at the core of it it's like there's no need for them to be in this story beyond it being a nostalgia grab and by the way the theater did not they reacted to one joke in this entire movie yeah that was it and and there's a lot of jokes yeah Um, can we
1: get in can we get through the production
0: yeah so here are just some quotes from colin trevorrow about this movie so here's one I think this is one of those franchises like Mission Impossible and like what they're tr- currently doing with Star Wars that is going to really benefit from new voices and new points of view. He said this in 2015. Down the line, looking at the way that franchises have been working, I'm pretty confident that this is the right answer for this. We need to keep it new and keep it changing and constantly let it evolve. As in, there should be new voices, new directors. We should keep this thing going. Okay. Okay. So that's a funny thing he said, comparing it to Mission Impossible and Star Wars. Yeah. Silly, very stupid. I forgot to give the context of he's talking about new directors. And this is in 2015. So I kind of botched that whole quote. That's okay. But we'll keep going.
1: Uh Uh-huh. That's who you wanted. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: So uh, here's the other thing he said about this movie. He said that this film is going to have a bit more of a spy feel to it. A la huh? the Bourne movies and James Bond. Now, what's huh? funny about that statement is there is a shot in this movie that is an identical shot from the Bourne Ultimatum. What? Where they are being chased through the rooftops. It's uh, the girl who flies the plane, yep. and a raptor is chasing her. Nope,
1: Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Oh, it is Bryce Dallas Howard. You're right and a raptors chasing her. And when they were shooting the rooftops, I was like this looks exactly like The Bourne Ultimatum. And then Bryce Dallas Howard jumps through into a window. Or no, she jumps over a roof and then the Velociraptor jumps over an alley and through a window and that shot is exactly the same as Bourne Ultimatum. What? And it was like that was always in the trailers. It's kind of an iconic shot because it just looks great and the camera follows Which one's over the jump. It's the third one. Okay. But the camera follows over the jump and the and Jason Bourne like smashes the window as he jumps through and the raptor smashes the window. It is the same shot.
1: Um who wants to watch a, a movie filled with dinosaurs and wants it to be a spy movie? Not me, <laughs> unless the dinosaurs are investigating something and being spies. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. What an idiot. <laughs> I
0: know. Um and so if you remember Colin finishes Jurassic world and he starts making this movie called book of Henry. Yep. And he gets hired to make star Wars episode nine. Keep listening to our podcast. We're going to talk about it in detail. He writes a script and everything. The script is leaked. You can read it online. All of this. He gets fired. Well, he leaves the project of (laughs) episode nine, but we all know he got fired. I'm pretty sure. And, um, J.J. Abrams makes Rise of Skywalker. Now, Rise of Skywalker, people consider a really bad Star Wars movie. We'll see what we think. I'm not gonna say anything yet, but I can guarantee you after watching this, Colin's version of Episode Nine would have been a train wreck. And I know a lot of people consider Episode Nine a train wreck. It would be like a train wreck a la Attack of the Clones bad. So, setting that aside... He has this to say about his experience with Star Wars. What I appreciate about having worked on Star Wars is that I really got a practice run at making a new version of something we loved when we were kids and bringing it to a satisfying conclusion. Nope. <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't do it. And then he said this about the movie. Um, it's just, again, remember, this movie is about locusts and not about dinosaurs. And this is a long time ago, I think when he made Jurassic World or no, when he was getting ready to make this third movie, he says, I have a dinosaur movie that I've always wanted to see and it took two movies to earn it.
1: (laughs) Man, I wish I could have seen that movie.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess when he was a kid, he always dreamed about locusts destroying certain types of crops. And uh, he consulted scientists for story ideas seeking to depict a global ecological crisis which would be caused by genetic tampering and which would be noticed by a paleobotanist before anyone else. Trevorrow learned of Insect Allies, a program by DARPA in which insects spread pesticide to crops. This inspired the film's locust plot.
1: Oh, that's what the like, guy put in them, probably. Because <laughs> we couldn't remember.
0: Oh, yeah. That makes sense.
1: Well, I'm glad you read that, so now I get that now.
0: And then I got two more notes. I have confirmed that this, is, this movie has more animatronics than the past two movies, uh-huh. which looked. And, and every time there was an animatronic, I was like, this is kind of worth watching.
1: Oh yeah, they were really good.
0: There is one scene in particular that I'm pretty sure there was no CG in, and it was the the coolest looking scene uh-huh. in the movie. And then he said this. Now this is, I remember in Fallen Kingdom we talked about how they said we want you know just like The Empire Strikes Back and Godfather 2, we want to make a defining darker chapter because everyone says that stupid thing when they and make Empire a second strikes movie. Strikes Back darker. Yes, it is. Okay. You know, because Han Solo like gets carbonite. It's it's darker. But everyone says when they make a sequel, they go, we tried to make it like The Empire Strikes (sighs) Back. And people need to stop saying that. Yeah. And stop trying to make that. But he said this about there's a dinosaur in this movie called the Giganotosaurus, which is like one of the biggest dinosaurs The biggest
1: carnivore the world has ever seen. I'm assuming it's that one that I think Sam Neill said.
0: That's the one. And he had this quote, and this is a real quote. I really did check this. I found the article where he said this in an interview. This is
1: before you used up your New York Times article? limit.
0: (laughs) Different site, luckily. He said, I wanted something that felt like the Joker. Oh! (laughs) It just wants to watch the world burn. It's
1: a dinosaur! (laughs) All it wants to do is eat.
0: It wants to watch the world burn, Jordan.
1: Gosh, this guy
0: needs to... He needs I to not words. make stories. Yeah, I mean, he 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 definitely is from that like that school of like like I would be shocked if he's ever seen like a French movie, <laughs> you know, or yeah. like or like if he's even heard of Parasite or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like this guy just knows nothing about movies. Is no. the impression I get?
1: I bet he doesn't like movies.
0: I think he actively disdains them. Yeah, he saw Jurassic Park. And then he was like, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seemed, uh, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't want him on the podcast. <laughs> if no. he If he asked to be on the podcast, I'd be like, nah, nah. <laughs> you
1: wouldn't get anything out of it.
0: Yeah. Um, so that is the notes for Jurassic World. Now we can get into the plot and talk some spoilers. Okay.
2: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert,
1: spoiler alert. So right off the bat, this movie <laughs> oh, wow. is 2 you're, hours you're and 26 minutes, and mm-hmm. it should be 2 hours or less. Mm-hmm. What they need to do right off the top, they took way too long to establish characters and get the movie going. Because once we are introduced to the Locust, we are like at least 20 minutes in. Yeah. And they kind of established some other issues that will play a part in the movie. But there's, like, we don't have our MacGuffin yet. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, we need need something. Some semblance of, like, this is what's going to happen in this movie that will push events forward. Uh Uh-huh. And it was just so boring. It took forever to reintroduce characters. And it's like, you know that we don't really care about Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. So just get to, like like the movie starts at their cabin already with like, like getting the clone <laughs> girl in trouble <laughs> for sneaking off again. That's it. Yeah. And then like, like show it or just show the, what, you know, cause Bryce Eld Howard is like infiltrating some breeding facility of dinosaurs and taking it down. Chris Pratt's like wrangling dinosaurs and they're both just way too long of scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Cut them in, into like, th- like a third of what they were.
0: Yeah well what's what's really funny is the so the movie begins with like um a news report that's just yeah. catching us up. um and it's just presented almost like a YouTube blogger. Yeah. Um, it just was a odd choice, yeah, I don't understand when they shoot this is such a nitpicky thing for movies, but when they shoot news footage. I don't understand why they don't hire like news crews to do Uh, it.
1: Whenever movies do, I like that way more.
0: Cause yeah, it's like everything looks way too pristine Mm. and like set. It's so weird because you're seeing like the Chiron at the bottom and it's like, but that's movie footage, not Chiron. You know, the thing that says like,
1: oh, the scrolling thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're seeing that and you're seeing like the NASDAQ and stuff like that. But
1: how do you know these words? (laughs) Did you want to be an anchor man? And the Dow Jones
0: and whatnot. I used to watch the news a lot. Uh, when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just very weird because... I'm sorry. Do <laughs> so we need to restart the episode? Who, who knows those words? Chiron and Nasdaq and Dow Jones? That's stock market stuff. Are all three of those? No, just the Nasdaq and and, uh, and Dow Jones. Yeah, I
1: know Dow Jones.
0: Yeah. Those are like the two things You're where you can weird. tell the... <laughs> 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 um. But what it's just, you know? it's just funny. <laughs> they should, they should hire like news crews to do that. Uh-huh. And like their cameras and stuff. Cause it always looks really out of place and strange.
1: Yeah. And they're all like, this is supposed to be setting the tone for the movie too. Right.
0: So it's already like kind of a bad decision. Yeah. Um, But it's uh, it, so, so this kind of, s- this
1: is how the movie could have started. Yeah. Well, I don't need to be caught up on how the state of the world is. Yeah. You you can like remind us in like it should be not it should be but just one idea is like it's a biosyn commercial because we need to be introduced to them pretty quickly because mm-hmm. they are like the big company they're the there's always a company in Jurassic Park so like there this is the company of this movie comment on how dinosaurs are out
0: yeah oh can I cut of you like, off for two things what um I just because they they I keep forgetting them two things that are hilarious about this movie that I saw pointed out in like reviews. One of them is this movie totally overestimates how much anyone cares about Blue. Because they keep oh, on just absolutely. being like, we brought Blue back. Yeah. Remember Blue? And yeah. then he is trying to keep a promise that he never makes in the movie, which is weird.
1: But He does keep his promise.
0: I, I know, but he, there's never a scene where he's like, I promise I'm going to bring this thing back. He just says, like, I made a promise to that dinosaur. And we're like, no, you didn't. Yes, he did. He did?
1: Yes, he promised. he promised her.
0: When did he promise her?
1: In that moment. He said, "I when she comes when she's at the truck and they're about to leave to uh, chase after the girl." He says, "I promise I will bring her back."
0: Oh, okay, I missed that. The
1: internet's wrong. I missed that. Okay,
0: but but uh, well, I, uh, that was me who said oh, that. Okay, but the blue thing is so funny that oh, every so funny every yeah. episode of this series they're like blue, blue, it's blue again. Don't care. And then the other thing that's hilarious is this is the first time in the series that there's a chance for dinosaurs to be outside of a designated area. And instead, they put them all in a designated area. Well, they don't focus on the ones that aren't in one. Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize that until I, I read it. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Because it's always like, are they going to get past the perimeter?
1: They do, but that's not what this movie is about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the movie should have started off with some kind of like infomercial about Biosyn that kind of catches you up and reminds you that dinosaurs are out. But what is Biosyn doing to be a good company about it? And then it's like a cut to... The locust thing. Introduce that right off the bat. You have to do that.
0: No, it, cut the locust it, from no, the movie. No, I'm
1: saying, I'm saying, if they if they need something like that, let's yeah. just say that they have. I mean, this is Trevor Trevarro's, you know, baby. So we got to keep the locust in it.
0: Yeah, when he but, was a kid, he was imagining locust in just Jurassic feel like, Park. Like there
1: is a a baseline template for blockbusters, and he needs to be following it. He can't be doing anything crazy and out out of the bounds. So you got to show. He's, like, he's not Ryan not, Johnson. Not, you gotta show your inciting incident yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Which is a locust thing. And then you do a very quick introduction of your char- reintroduction of your characters. And then also introducing the more important problem about the clone girl. Yeah. And then the movie happens. And it's like a tight ninety minutes. <laughs>
0: well what What they need, and a a part of it is they set themselves up for failure, is you gotta cut the clone girl, because it's a stupid plot, and it it sucks. sucks. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, make it about creating the nature preserve or something? And then finally, the worst, the biggest problem with this movie is, the biggest problem, and there's a lot of problems, is the thesis of Jurassic Park is disproven in this movie. And it's the same series. Yeah. The whole thesis of Jurassic Park is man should not be God, and we cannot, like, bring these creatures back. And at the end of this movie, there's the whole, like, YouTube blogger who's like, and we've learned to coexist. And it's like, then what was the point of those five other movies that Mm -hmm. were made? Mm -hmm. It's so, so stupid. Mm -hmm. And so there should be a different point they're trying to make. Mm -hmm. So that's... The other main issue. And then what's also stupid is if this movie does make a lot of money, and it will, but I'm hoping that the second weekend has like a 80% drop or something, and then they are like, we can't make any more of these. If they want to make another one of these movies, they're going to have to do so much work to like be like, hey, it's 10 years later, and we've captured all of the dinosaurs. I think it would we- be a reboot. A-, a reboot
1: after the first movie.
0: Oh, are you talking like a la Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah yeah whoa whoa okay you've said it here it's first it's a hot mess yeah there's no way to uh, the, the other thing they could do but they wouldn't do um and i understand why is if you introduce this clone you make this movie not about dinosaurs but about cloning humans okay because they, they never address the ethics of cloning a human and this is a series but, that's about like, ethics she kind
1: of wasn't cloned
0: like oh, that was yeah. a weird oh, review. Oh yeah, that. So was... <laughs> I don't really
1: get it. I think they're trying to not make it weird.
0: And they made it, they had no so, ideas. Much yeah, it so much weirder. So much weirder.
1: But their our characters are reintroduced. They're all living in like this year in Nevada's in seclusion yeah. in this cabin to protect the clone girl. Uh, but she is she's a fourteen year old who wants to live a life of freedom, and constantly breaks the rules. Yeah. Therefore she gets kidnapped by basically poachers who Biosyn is contracted to bring her to them so that they can experiment. Yeah. And study her.
0: And I th- on a positive note, it's pretty cool to see dinosaurs in snow. We've yeah, never cool. seen that before. Um I think that's the only positive thing so far in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so then yeah.
1: we are then the locust thing happens yeah and Laura Dern is introduced, and woof, man, she sucks. She is just so in this movie in this movie so bad, and then I'm also starting to get this kind of weird theory about middle age to like fifties and sixties women uh-huh uh in movies where they're like she just wears the weirdest outfits, and it's yeah. just they're trying I think to make her look younger than she is. But they're just like, they're just dumb. No woman that I know is wearing outfits like she is.
0: It's very weird outfits. But
1: I I was thinking about this too during the movie. It's like, I mean, like whoever the costume designer is, they're trying, you know, they're dressing the character to what the character would wear. But it is like, from what I know about this character, she's pretty down to earth. (laughs) Right. So let's not just coat her in makeup and put her in like weird, just
0: weird outfits. I I couldn't figure out that outfit where it was like, it, it was like, um, what is that called? Like a pea coat. Yeah. But then she had like a jumper under it or
1: something. She had like the highest waisted pants ever, and then like knockoff Chuck
0: Taylors. It was very weird. It was a bad outfit. But so in this scene, he does something, and I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be worse than I thought in its treatment of the legacy characters. Because Laura Dern shows up, she's wearing the same outfit she wore in Jurassic Park One.
1: I don't have an issue with that.
0: I just think it's silly. I don't own an outfit that I had 20 years ago. It's
1: not the same outfit, Micah. It's not exactly the same. If you look up a picture, it is not the same outfit. It's the same outfit. Okay, we're fighting now. It's not the same outfit. <laughs> it's at least the same t-shirt. They're reintroducing a character that we have not seen in decades. We know Why who it is. Why would they not put her in a similar outfit, Micah? I
0: think it's very stupid. Okay. We can just disagree on that. Fine. And that's fine. But then they do something, and this is when I was like, uh-oh. But I, actually, the movie, I tracked with the movie longer than I thought I was going to, seeing that it had a 37 meta score. And we know the critic scores aren't always the way to go. Okay, let's we go. What's the- uh, but she she goes, What's that? And she stands up and she removes her glasses in the exact same way she does in Jurassic Park 1 when she first sees the dinosaur. And it's a very, like, weird, awkward way. And it was just like, Wow, you are,
1: are getting you in the weeds. Are kidding?
0: I just thought it was so stupid to make a callback of a moment of her character seeing a dinosaur for the first time, which triggers in us, the audience, we're supposed to feel like the either wonder or dread that she feels in this moment. And it's the exact same way. And then it's just fields that locusts have destroyed. I just thought it was like, so that's the route we're going, where everything is going to be a callback to a previous movie, even though these are just normal people. Very stupid. So So,
1: she sees that the locusts are only eating crops that are not biosyn crops?
0: Yeah. And by the way, the locusts are like a foot long, and they're huge.
1: And I didn't really understand biosyn, other than just a world corporation, which I think is as simple as that. Uh Why would they have any business of... Growing crops.
0: Well, I mean, I think I think we would be surprised at how many. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's uh, true. I,
0: I think that's actually maybe the most realistic. it. That's, that's a of good it. point. Yeah, um, because we have these huge corporations yeah, they, that they own yeah own everything. Yeah, you know. So I think, and and you know, there's there's part of me that's like, why would they even want to destroy the food supply? And I'm like, well, actually, all the corporations in America are literally destroying the earth. So. That's actually not unrealistic to me either. Yeah. <laughs> that they would just be like, I don't care because they don't care. Yeah. Um, so that's that's fine. Um
1: so she sees this as happening and is like, This is really bad. I have yeah. to call in a few favors for this. So then <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're in Utah.
0: Like, I need to get Alan Grant for no reason. Yeah, she goes
1: to Utah where Alan Grant is still just a paleontologist yeah. just digging up dead dinosaurs. I kinda like that. Oh yeah. That was that he. That's just still what he's doing, despite everything else that's going on. Um, I thought the the scene though was really weird. So we're well, yeah. There's a there's dude. Do, they're doing a dig of a dinosaur, and he's he is speaking like it's a sermon, like he is a god. Yeah. Like this is why we continue <laughs> yeah. to do this. Yeah. When there's like two girls off to the right, to the left side of the screen, just on their phones. Did yeah. you notice that?
0: I didn't they notice that.
1: Bored out of their minds. Just on their phones. Didn't
0: notice that at all.
1: And it's like, are you trying to be like they? They don't really. They're just trying to get a college credit. They don't care because there's real dinosaurs now, or was that a fl- a flop? Flop. Well, you know, but
0: whatever. You're You're reminding me of another c- Colin quote that I read, where in the in the first Jurassic World movie, Bryce Dallas Howard says dinosaurs like bore people nowadays or something like that. Like it. Even dinosaurs are boring. So we had to like sex it up basically and make this super dinosaur. And he said, mind you, he wrote Jurassic World. He said, I wanted this movie to prove her wrong. So he's trying to prove himself wrong. I don't think he don't gets think he how gets to write
1: things.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's that reintroduction was very weird. It was very and then- weirdly edited, weirdly paced. And I do wonder how much of this is like impeded by the fact that this is a COVID shoot.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you a couple COVID shots that was making me laugh out loud. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, So, Laura Dern comes, and they meet each other again, Uh and it's like, he still obviously is in love with her. She's not with her husband anymore. They're catching up, blah, blah, blah. Then she starts telling him about the locust stuff, and the camera will cut back to him, and it is like the weirdest looking (laughs) shot where he is, this happened a couple times, but this is the funniest, where the actor is perfectly centered. Yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah. From my understanding, not good filmmaking necessarily. Uh Certainly, it's just not, not yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Um it obviously is a, there's
0: a lot of examples of it being great.
1: Yes, 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 yes. But I hope you know what I what I'm trying yeah, to get. Yeah. At. But like he is it is a static, just a shot to at him with Laura Dern not in the you know, reacting. Foreground or anything, foreground or anything foreground. like that. And he's just
0: or background, yeah. Just during
1: their conversation. And it's like, well, obviously this is a COVID shot. I get that. Yeah. You couldn't have shot it at an angle, so it didn't look just flat, unless I, the background's not there.
0: It's 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 something that I thought was gonna annoy me a lot. And actually, it has, but, but I'm starting to enjoy watching stuff, knowing that it's been in the pandemic and trying to see how they work around yeah, it. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Because a movie like Kimmy, which is all shot in the pandemic... No vaccine, stuff like that. Like, it's still bad, bad, bad. Um, It was really interesting to see how they got around certain things Uh on a set that you can tell is really small and all of that stuff. And then certain things like characters calling in on laptops. So it's like, oh, that's an interesting way. Like, this character was probably just shipped a microphone and a laptop and filmed it at their own house.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah so there's stuff stuff like that that's really interesting and it's like whoa Steven Soderbergh's really smart at directing and then there's stuff like this where I don't think Trevorrow's talented enough to like think his way out of these situations he's probably just like I don't know just shoot shoot it straight on I guess because we got to get that shot Mm -hmm. and hey he's probably maybe a nice guy
1: we don't need to talk about his character
0: yeah, that's true. He
1: he made a bad movie. He makes bad movies.
0: I just always feel bad when I start reaming people.
1: Yeah, well, he should know better if he is given projects this big.
0: Yeah, well, there's a standard. Yeah, there is, and and I think it's kind of funny. I think it's this model that I I guess kind of Marvel started, where like in Phase two and three that they would always hire directors that have done. Maybe they've done a lot of movies, but they're usually like character based and indie. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, Taika Waititi's doing Thor Ragnarok. Like, what? That's a huge jump. Which,
1: but he still also did indie character based things. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So
0: he does like an indie stuff that's successful. And then they're like, hey, you're jumping not like up one level, you're jumping up like five levels to like the top of filmmaking as far as budgets go. Okay. And then, and like franchises and loves and stuff. And, and, You know they're doing that. They were doing that with all these things. Uh, uh, You know, you don't necessarily have to have a ton of experience at this level. You can just jump up to this level. Okay. And I think that's kind of a Marvel formula that's pretty much paid off for them. But Jurassic World, they were like, "Hey, this guy's made one movie. Let's give him the keys to the kingdom." And then Fallen Kingdom. (laughs) And then he gets the keys to the kingdom, makes a bad movie. That's okay, though. But but kind of bad in hindsight. And and then now he's, like, a producer. He has enough money. And now he's, like, the, you know, they called him to do Rise of Skywalker. He can do the last Jurassic World. Like, he can probably do whatever he wants now. And it's, like, I think the guy needs to, like, be given, like, $20 million budgets and make, like, three movies each at $20 million and learn how to make good movies. Uh-huh. And then you bring him back up. Uh-huh. Or give him like a middle budget. Don't give him $200 million to make a movie.
1: Uh Because he doesn't know how. Maybe he should just be a producer. Maybe he shouldn't be a director.
0: Well, he produced Fallen Kingdom.
1: (laughs) He didn't direct it? No. Who directed that?
0: I think his name's J.A. Boyena.
1: Oh, okay. I thought Uh, he did all
0: three. No, he didn't. So, I don't... But I also don't... I don't think he's talented. So, you know, I don't know that he should be working in this field
1: that's what i'm thinking but i don't want to be mean about it so it's like maybe we can find something else for you to
0: do or maybe because this movie has like 37 different plots in it maybe you should be making a tv show where you can explore 37 plots instead of be the guy that brings
1: back firefly okay just do
0: it (laughs) then we don't have to hear about it anymore that'll
1: that'll keep you busy for a long time yeah
0: and josh whedon's certainly not going to be able to do that yeah Um, (laughs) so you
1: know what you've my permission as someone who's never seen the show and doesn't care about it do it just bring it back
0: (laughs) but uh yeah so our our two laura and alan grant go to biosyn which is a nature reserve
1: they've been invited by ian malcolm malcolm uh who is jeff goldblum yes that's when we are introduced to uh ramsey who was kind of chauffeuring them around. Yeah. They do meet the eccentric Biosyn guy who is not in this movie. Like, he thinks he's in a different movie, but sorry, you're in this one. Yeah. Um. And Jeff, th- so this part of the movie, I couldn't follow a single thing. Yes, I was not trying very hard, but I think if I had been, it would have just made me mad because it made no sense. And I had to go to the bathroom really bad. That's that's where I was at at this so, part of the movie.
0: So Jeff Goldblum is basically talking, again, about, like, chaos theory, which he's been harping on since the first movie. That makes sense with his character, and he's, like, teaching a class. Basically, inevitability of the death of the I human I was pretty race.
1: lost about that. So is this place Another a company? Another very
0: clear COVID shot, but that one was... Of him, of him teaching? Yeah, that one, it was like, this is a cool location, and it's, like, this weird place...
1: I didn't really feel I COVID shot to me, but well, I would believe it. Yeah, yeah, I was like,
0: I was like, that's a good use of a COVID shot.
1: But so this is a like biosyn campus where the brightest and be- best come to work here. Yeah, but it's a school too.
0: Oh, didn't think about that. I do not really get what was
1: going on for that.
0: Yeah, he's giving seminars. But
1: maybe he wasn't teaching oh. a class. Maybe he was just giving a seminar. He's probably just a speaker.
0: Yeah, and, and all the classmates are looking at him very longingly.
1: I know, that it showed, like, yeah, I was just waiting for one of the girls to to close her eyes, and it says, I love you, across her eyelids. Well,
0: there was a little bit of, there was actually a lot of, like, Indiana Jones references in this movie that yeah. I, I found very yeah, weird. Yeah, there
1: was. It was strange. Because later on, when Sam Neill, Laura Dern's like, Le- just leave the hat, and it's like, no. We're not watching that movie.
0: We're <laughs> I know, I, watching a different. Well, and I was like, does he try to get his hat in Jurassic? I World, know, or Jurassic Park, and I don't think he does. No, I, maybe it falls off and he grabs it, but I don't know, man. It's it's weird. And then later, when they were in the when they were in the plane flying above, it was just very. It was like he watched the scene in Temple of Doom when they're in the plane, and was like, okay, replicate these shots exactly because it's Steven Spielberg. I don't know. It was very weird. Uh-huh. Um and you know, I got to say I love you Steven Spielberg, but shame on you for producing these Jurassic World movies. Hey,
1: he's making bank. No, I'm these. just kidding.
0: Not shame on you. You made West Side Story and some of the best movies ever made. You're all good. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Um we love you. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. Uh so they meet and Jeff Goldblum...
1: What What the F are they talking
0: about? Well, Jeff Goldblum, while they're being made lattes, secretly tells them...
1: Not funny. The guy who's funny. making the lattes not is funny. just talking, and he's off screen, and he's still talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But it's like...
2: I well, don't know. It's uh, okay. not
0: funny. This, it's this not is funny. A, this is one of those things. It's like... It's like quinoa in movies. Yeah. This is a quinoa joke, but even later. So So... In, in movies, I feel like in, like, 2008, quinoa starts being a thing. And in movies, they start being, like, quinoa you want to eat? Quinoa? Quinoa and stuff like that. And then now it's, like, if you put a quinoa joke in a movie, that's pretty tacky. But I feel like in the 90s or maybe early 2000s, it would be funny to be, like, a soy it Latte cappuccino what? But now it's, like... We all know what a cappuccino and a macchiato is, and we know about alternative milks. It's not a funny joke anymore. It's been made millions of times.
1: Yeah. I'm Stop done with it. making it. Yeah.
0: It's so stupid. Anyway. Uh Goldbloom hands them like this bracelet so they can get access to the samples.
1: But like what does he say? I can't even understand the words he's saying to well, her. Well he's like,
0: you gotta go you gotta go get the samples. Uh, in one
1: breath he's saying <laughs> the things that I don't understand what's happening, and then in the same breath he says, I love your jacket.
0: Well, that's good. I know the, I know
1: he's covering up. I know what he was uh, doing. Come on. No, no, I know that. <laughs> but I I just couldn't track <laughs> any of it.
0: Yeah. And um
1: And Sam Neil, like, doesn't know anything that's going on. No, I don't know why he he's in the lets, movie. I don't know why he's in the movie either. He good does, for him for getting a paycheck.
0: Nothing. He does nothing.
1: He and, does and by not the thing. way,
0: Sam Neill i love sam neill he is great watch hunt for the wilder people the guy rules i love him jurassic park amazing he is it's like he is drinking nyquil in between takes in this movie I know, he's because very tired. he is about to fall asleep in every take he has i know on social media and stuff he's been excited about this movie he could not have it, it he could but not have been less excited if he I don't tried. Think maybe
1: he didn't know that he was in a Jurassic Park movie. Like maybe he showed <laughs> up on set and he sees Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, and it's like, oh, this is kind of funny, guys, isn't it? And we're like all in the movie together again. But he like, but like there aren't actually any dinosaurs around him. <laughs> uh, it's uh, he just didn't know what he was in. But also the directing is so bad. Why would you bring all three of these characters back in and not brief? the the main character. Why would you not brief the main character of the first movie? He like you know he is like the protagonist. Yeah, I know Ellie is and I is as well. Like they're both like it, but it is like we're following his perspective though. Yeah, why are you keeping him in the dark?
0: It doesn't make any sense
1: for like so long too, keeping him in the dark.
0: And, and by the way, I think because we are consistently talking about great actors and 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 the great actors that we know we've seen do great roles and then actors who've done bad roles who are bad in this movie everyone is bad in this movie except for two characters at all and so i think that that speaks to the directing i don't think that's an actor it's
1: problem it's 100% the directing it's the directing and the script
0: because he wrote the only i do think that uh, the right hand man i forgot his name Ramsay. again i think he's good in this movie
1: he is too besides the things that we had mentioned which yeah. so is definitely a directing issue.
0: But I think that huge MVP is the the woman who flies the, the plane. She's incredible in this movie.
1: Yeah. Her name's Kayla Watts, I think, the character.
0: Yeah, she's so good. I, I it took me a second to just to understand what she was doing, but once I once I got it and was on track with her
1: well, I'll the tell, best performance I'll tell you in the why. Movie. I'll tell you why it took you a minute. why? so we're so to get to that part of the movie, we're in Malta. and yeah, yeah, yeah. um the clone girl is taken is given to the bad guys, and they're taking her away. She's the pilot, so now she's just hanging in Malta waiting for her next contract mission. She gets like fifty thousand dollars for this job. Good for her. yeah, um, but now there's like this weird underbelly of dinosaurs being eaten dinosaur fights dinosaurs being sold it's like yeah of course i guess this is gonna happen whatever who cares
0: there there was a little part of me in that scene where i was like you're telling me we're just gonna glance at an underbelly where there are dino fights and that's not the movie yeah i know (laughs) because there and there were a ton of animatronics in that sequence Mm -hmm. that was cool
1: but our main character's reach Malta don't remember how or why but they get well they they meet with the guy from the Pikachu movie and he tells them where to go um
0: and we glance Lauren Lapkus in the files and we were like
1: "Ooh, is Whee! she gonna be in this no um, she's not but Sorry, yeah Lauren. so we go to they go to Malta so Kayla Watts goes to the bath is in the bathroom washing her hands and Bryce Dallas Howard is there and they That's this is like how we're introducing yeah. so she says something and Bryce Dallas Howard is like you're American and she's like, don't get caught up in this world. You're too, like, you're, you're too naive. Get out of here. And she's like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: like huh?" All, all she said was, you're American. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she's like, no, wait, actually, like, basically like trying to, like, I have a question. And she's like, no, really, this place is going to chew you up and swallow you. And <laughs> yeah. poop you, out. you really got to get out of this underbelly of this world bye and then she (laughs) leaves and it's like what (laughs) i'm prompted and then she has bryce l Howard has to chase her down and be like shows her picture like do have you seen this girl this is my daughter help me
0: and then she's like can't get involved uh, i might be able to help you out yeah. yeah, that's why it was weird. I forgot about Very that scene strange. because after that scene, I was on board with her the rest of the movie. Yeah. And she was so good. Yeah. Welcome on the podcast anytime.
1: I am tired of this too in movies, like <laughs> blockbuster stuff, but and I think I was more annoyed by it in this movie because it's not a spy movie. I don't care what kind of movie he's trying to make. It uh-huh. should never be a spy movie. I am tired of people putting things in their ears to talk to other people. <laughs> It is just so annoying at this point. I know, like, for some movies, like, Marvel, Mission Impossible, they like, there are spies, there's intrigue. I get it. I'm fine with it. But I just feel like we are taking for granted that people are putting Bluetooth speakers in their ears to talk to people across the city. I'm sick and tired of it. It's, it just feels like we're cheating.
0: Well, what did you think of, there's this woman that shows up. She's wearing all white.
1: Oh my gosh, she was
0: terrible. I had, she was in a different movie. She was in a, again, she she was was in the same movie that the, the billionaire CEO was in. Yeah. Because she just shows up and she's like, you got to get the Raptors over in here, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then she just kind of isn't in the movie anymore. No, no. But they were trying to, I mean, they were clearly trying to do like a white widow mission impossible thing. Yes. And I was just like, huh? What, what is she doing in this movie? Cause she just points a laser at people so that the raptors will chase them with their scent. It was, I I I had no bearing of what she was supposed to be. Absolutely not. And her like, just the way, like the outfits they gave her were again like the well, costume the outfit, designer, but yeah, it, it was, was just very strange. Yeah, it was bad. And and she just had this aura of. It was just like well, they, what they movie dressed are you her, in? They
1: dressed her to look like a character that was more important than she actually was.
0: Maybe that's it because yeah. she
1: looks different from everyone else based on what they like what she's wearing. So it's like okay, pay attention. She's like calling the shots on this bad guy thing that's going to last ten minutes in this movie.
0: You know what it felt like? You know when you're watching a Marvel movie, and and for me, like a character I don't know that well, and then a character comes in. And they seem like they have a lot of gravitas, and then they're just not in the movie anymore. And it's like, oh, that must be a like an oh, important like a, character, like character in, in the, the comics, comics. Yeah. that I just don't know. That's yeah. what it felt like. But yeah. it's like this isn't pre-existing material. No,
1: why are you bringing this in? But she's got dinosaurs that are like trained to kill if she puts a ri- if she points a laser at somebody. Yeah. Um. So then dinosaurs get out and they're chasing. I thought this part was
0: pretty good. And you know why it was good?
1: Because it was a born Ultimatum ripoff.
0: Yeah, and guess what else? What? The the a lot of the motorcycle shots were exactly the same as I believe the Born Ultimatum as well.
1: Well Okay. Yeah, like, they were pretty like,
0: they're pretty good. It it was it was again nuts where I haven't seen that movie in probably a decade. And I was like, oh, this I'm watching the Born Ultimatum. Right now,
1: that is. I mean,
0: I I think you could side by but side like a lot. Or
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. <laughs> when the when when I read that quote, I was like, okay, so I wasn't imagining it. Like, yeah, he's sitting there probably like storyboarding the same thing. Yeah, but it was fun to see dinosaurs running around in Malta, like eating people and stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it, I liked that part because yeah. it was a dinosaur part. Like, finally, it was a dinosaur part. So that sequence worked for me. I felt like the the Bryce. Part her running through the the city into apartments and stuff. It was pretty frantic. Yeah, I felt like that was good.
0: I mean, Paul Greengrass did a great job directing those scenes fifteen years ago.
1: He did. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then she gets into a truck with Kayla Watts, and they go to her plane and they're going to take off. But Chris Pratt barely gets a, into the plane in time. We all know he's getting in the plane. Yeah. Um. There. There is. There is like a. There's a fine line between, like, because it I, bugs me when people are like, I knew that person was going to die, or I knew that that oh, person yeah, was going to be yeah. okay. And it's like, we, we know that our main characters are not going to die. Everyone knows that going into it, there's nothing to guess or be surprised about. And <laughs> yeah. that's so okay. That's great. Yeah. But there was an era of this movie where it's like, but no one's going to die. You introduce reintroduce that scientist way late in the movie. That guy should be dead. He should have been a part of the crew way earlier so that he could die. And then they can like carry on what he was trying to do with that one lady.
0: I think ideologically, one of the things that this movie is suffering from and the whole Jurassic World series of Jurassic Park is Colin is trying so hard to like honor Jurassic Park that none of it really makes sense. So he's spending all this time thinking, when I grew up, I liked the character Henry, I think his name's Henry Wu. Yeah. Um. Played by B.D. Wong. Yeah. And he's like, I liked that character. So to him, he's like, we need to appease the fan base and make sure that he has a story arc in this. When it's like, no, this is not, th- I know that it now has like a huge fan base and it is unfortunately like comic-conized, like comic Conized. Oh. Um, But the series should have never been that. Yeah, And it should have never been like, oh, well, we can't just let Captain America die. He has to have a certain type of death. Because it's like, this isn't Marvel. These are supposed to be real characters, not larger-than-life characters. Mm -hmm. So B.D. Wong's character, I don't care that he has, like, he He finds redemption at the end of this. Yeah, It's like, I don't think he should have been in Jurassic World either.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Because he's not good in that movie. So yeah it's very weird so there's all this like i want to honor it and make all these references and stuff but that none of that should be in a jurassic park movie yeah no don't you shouldn't treat it like star wars Mm -hmm. and even star wars they they, well let's stop
1: trying to be like star wars because star wars can't even be like star wars anymore right
0: yeah just wait till you hear our last jedi episode folks it is one for the books and it might be surprised what you find (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but I do think t- this this series made me. I actually had uh, uh, Luke Skywalker's quote in my head when Ray's talking to him, and he says, "It's time for the Jedi to d- to end." And I thought to myself, like, "It's it's time for Jurassic Park to end." Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, like the legacy. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do something, do something new. Mm-hmm. I, you know what, folks. Here's a here's a tip for you. If you're about to start writing something in a universe that already exists, give me something new. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of having to go back and fill in gaps in universes that I like. Give me a new story, please. Yep. Please. Yep. Uh, so give me just
1: new altogether, like a new property.
0: Oh, I mean, I would love that. Yeah. And don't talk to me about free guy. I'm not interested in watching free guy. I would love a new property. My own. Because I would me. say
1: Marvel is the phase of Marvel right now was giving you that.
0: Well, it's funny cuz I think Marvel has created a lot of these issues. Uh-huh. But like a lot of, you know, things like The Dark Knight, great movie, created a lot of issues for other movies that try and copy it. But that doesn't change the fact that The Dark Knight's great. I think Marvel is in that boat where they're like Now they're in the zone where they're like, "We're gonna give you all of these new characters," and to me, I'm like, "Cool." Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about Shang Chi. That was a cool movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, they're they're kind of doing it. Yeah, they are. Uh, So good Good job job, on Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, we need to talk about him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they get to the nature preserve. They're attacked by these flying dinosaurs. Pretty fun. Bryce Dallas Howard ejects out, has that cool shot you discussed.
1: Hanging from a tree. This dinosaur that shows up is probably my favorite one in the movie. <laughs> it was cool. It's it's scary looking. It's like a Tim Burton made this dinosaur.
0: And it has huge claws that it slashes stuff with. Is it with. blind? I think it, it's eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It's No, no, it's eyes are blind. For some reason, I corrected okay. you on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and she...
0: It's soul is conceal. I thought it was funny,
1: though, so like... Um, she gets out of the seat. She's crawling on the ground, trying to get away from it. Slowly, the the sound editing—it's like <laughs> crunch, 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 <laughs> crunch. Yeah, yeah, crunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so loud that cracked me up.
0: Yeah. Um, but she does get into the water, and it's sniffing, and it has feathers on it, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. I I thought the feather stuff was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that part was good. Yeah, um, they
1: the Kayla Watts and Chris Pratt uh crash,
0: crash into a frozen lake yes and another feather dinosaur attacks them and that one was cool and the the moment where they're like okay i think we're gonna get away from it as the ice is breaking and then it jumps into the water uh-huh. i was like
1: oh no yeah that was fun that was fun yeah
0: and then uh, but they get away they get away of course they get away i knew they were gonna get away <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that that part was fun um and then I, oh, yeah, Laura Dern and Sam Neill put on, like, hazmat suits and KN95s, and they go into the Locust room.
1: To collect a sample of the Locust? Yeah. Because she's going to, like, leak this? Yeah. Okay.
0: Or, like, study it or something. No,
1: because at the end of the week, she's like, I'm going to give this to my Times contact.
0: Right, right, when Kay. the conflict's all resolved.
1: Yeah, What? it what doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... They're collecting a sample, but then they're disturbed, yeah. by something like a loud noise, and they're the locusts are, are swarming, 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 and they barely make it out. I guess.
0: And then we find out that Maisie—it's
1: also just like because Sam Neill had nothing to do; he was completely in the dark on what was happening, just along for the ride. Uh, they're in the locust thing, and she's like, "Okay, get it," and he's like, "Get what?" <laughs> I know, she's like, that. "She's like, get get just get the locust out," and he's like. Okay. And it's like, are you the biggest idiot ever? You want this woman so bad, you're just going to like do all this stuff?
0: It was weird. It just
1: didn't make sense, character-wise. It was weird. No. And I know he knows this woman.
0: And there are some cool animatronic locusts, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Um, there There's this point where we find out that clone Maisie is actually... She was birthed and has a mother. but she, But she's an exact genetic replica of her mother. Yes. But then her mother had a genetic disease and she was able to fix it with her, which is how they're going to fix the locust. Mm-hmm.
1: But, but I was what like. What I don't get about that is the locusts don't have a genetic disease. And I know, I know, I think it was just like because of what she has achieved through DNA, we can do other things with DNA now, which is what we're going to do with the locusts.
0: Yeah. And they kept talking about how, like, if they can study the clone and study Blue's uh, baby. baby They'll be able to, like, cure diseases. And I'm like, whatever. Which
1: it doesn't... It's pretty confusing because... So the clone girl is technically a cloned because she is her mother. And her mother was able to reproduce without mating. Same with Blue, was able to reproduce yeah. without mating. Also learned a fun fact that I forgot to double check. That monitors don't have to mate.
0: Monitor lizards? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I gotta
1: look that one up because that's crazy.
0: But it was... It was very weird to, like, it, it was weird to go, okay, this is a clone, and the whole time I'm thinking, like, she was birthed in a lab, but they're like, no, 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 it's not that weird. She was actually grown inside of her mother and came out of the same person, and wouldn't you're it, the same person. would this have
1: kind of made more sense it's for weirder. a movie where, like, let's just pretend that the diet. well, whatever. So- what if you
0: birthed yourself? Gross.
1: I have seen a movie where they've done that five times in a row. <laughs> um
0: but yeah i guess we did <laughs> and that's what i men,
1: um <laughs> but wouldn't it have like been more interesting if like so her mom has this genetic defect that she is able to fix in her clone self uh-huh. and let's just say like the premise of the movie is yes there are dinosaurs they're all dying Because remember they were like there's like frog DNA in them. They're not like perfect replicas of dinosaurs. And now that they're in this like time period where like there's diseases that are here that they did never experience, so they're all dying. Yeah. Or all getting really sick, which means they're just gonna go extinct again. And some scientists are like, We don't we wanna prevent that from happening because we can, because we're God. That's why we need her to study her to, to fix their DNA. Wouldn't that at least be more interesting Mo- than this locust thing? It makes Locus more sense,
0: thing? yeah. Well, and and yeah, I mean, to reiterate, this is a dinosaur movie that's about locusts, was the decision they made. Again, I just want to yeah. never forget. But what, what it's also making me think, what you said made me think, because, again, they're not taking advantage of the fact that the dinosaurs are out. If, if you want to do this whole thing about food, maybe, why don't you make it about the dinosaurs and say, hey, the dinosaurs got out and now the food chain has been disrupted. And now it's about the dinosaurs.
1: Yep. That would be... I think that's number one with a bullet, this mo- the simplest story. Yeah. It's just the weirdest decision you could have made. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Really, uh, it's really enough said, if you know what I mean.
0: I mean, imagine if a Spider-Man movie was just like, all right, there's no spiders that exist in this world, or something like that. I don't know. That was a bad example. I, I couldn't think of that. anything fast enough. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. What if Star Wars was like the holiday special, and okay. they don't do anything fun Star Wars? That was another bad example. Let's just
1: keep moving. I can't on. think of an example because okay.
0: it's so stupid.
1: Let's just let the movie be its own example.
0: Yeah. Oh, we will be referencing this for years to come on this podcast as as a classic. They shouldn't have done it. Yep. Uh, so there is this scene where they get in this tunnel, and there are those cool dinosaurs that look kind of like alligators and have like fans on their well, they back, look
1: like giant lizards. More to me. Yeah. Like, yes. Like a monitor lizard. And
0: I think they were all animatronic. And that scene, I was like, "How many? How many? Gimme, gimme, gimme!" Yeah, it looked really good. likey. Those were cool. And
1: then, but they're like trying to get out, but there's this gate and Jeff Goldblum meets him on the other side and is trying to think of a code. And he's just doing his Jeff Goldblum thing. There's no urgency to him. Yeah. And everyone else is like, it's it's a little like borderline traumatic of like, help us, get we're us about out. To be we're about to be eaten. And it's like, ew.
0: And he's trying to guess the code and he's like, oh, let me try Miles Davis's birthday.
1: I know. What? And then meanwhile, Ramsey, who has been like, Un- double crossing the whole time, and is like actually a good guy. I guess it's just sauntering in the the computer <laughs> area, and he's like do 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 Hmm. He sees everyone being distressed on the security footage. Oh, well here's, here's the code. Type boop, boop, type boop, type, type, boop. type type. Gate opens and they're fine.
0: And they I I would think like like if you're gonna so it just on like a comedic structure, it's weird for Jeff Goldblum to be like. Now, it's not Miles Davis's birthday. It's not my birthday. Why would why would he not, like, why wouldn't they do an easy joke there where he, the guy opens the gate, and then we cut back to Jeff Goldblum. He thinks he opened the gate, yep, yep, and, yep. and he says something like, oh, it was Sinatra's birthday. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, yeah. it was just so weird that, like, you'd put that in there. Spend time also, on him doing that. Character's
1: that character's not an idiot. Why is he putting in Miles Davis's birthday? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think I think they told him to improvise or something, and oh, he's a jazz pianist, and he's 100%. like, Miles
1: Davis. 100%. <laughs> like, I have said this recently to Micah. Jeff Goldblum is not directed. He is just put in front of the camera, and they say, action. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. He is never bad. But this movie is, doesn't make sense, a lot of it. But also, all of it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. So then they all... Is this when they all, like, get together?
1: Pretty much, and they're trying to get into this like little station. Yeah. And that big dinosaur comes in.
0: Giganotosaurus or something like that.
1: Yeah. I, what was kind of cool about the design, what was cool about the design is when, hit, when that dinosaur and the T Rex are fighting. Yeah. They both look very different. Yeah. Like, I think they even said that this big, big dinosaur has a lot of like monitor lizard in him. Like similar. Oh, did they? Okay. They might have. I think I'm just obsessed with monitor lizards now.
0: Seriously. But he looks more. You won't shut up about. He looks them. more
1: lizard-like. Than you changed all our dinosaur. computer
0: desktops to monitor lizards last night.
1: <laughs> they're cool and scary.
0: <laughs> I actually don't remember what they look like. Yeah, let's
1: do it quick. Uh, let's
0: search. go. And I don't want to cut anything, so I am typing in monitor lizard, and I'm looking at it. I hope you are playing along. Oh yeah, they're scary. They're scary. Oh, yeah, but they're so very cool. cool. They are very dinosaur-like.
1: Let's see what's uh, going on in the news
0: world of monitor lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit us with the top headline.
1: Uh, flooding in Bangkok district blamed on
0: monitor lizard. Okay, now back to Jurassic World. So they kind of attempt to sort of recreate the the car. Yeah. In Jurassic Park one, um, but in, but they f- spend like a minute and a half on it, maybe. Yeah. And again, no tension. And they're recreating shots from the first movie, which I just. I kind of
1: like this scene though, but I think it's just because there was a giant dinosaur. At this point, it's breathing fire because the locusts have well, been. So, so yeah. the, the
0: CEO, I, I literally stamping my feet because this was this was when I was like, this is so funny. The the scientist is like, the CEO scientist goes, we can't kill the the locust, and everyone's like, we got to get rid of these locusts. We just have to. All of his staff, and then he's like, no, no, no. And then he walks down there and he's like Okay and then he burns all of the locusts But they escape They escape And now they're
1: they're a literal flaming ball of fire Flying through the sky Setting the entire dinosaur forest on fire
0: And the big giganotosaurus like bites one out of the air Which then allows him to breathe fire like a dragon that's not how happens
1: That's not how it happens Jeff Goldblum gets a locust on a spike And throws it into the (laughs) throat of the dinosaur And that's how it does it Which is cool
0: well, and that was another thing. When when that scene started and they separated and Jeff Goldblum was out there, I was like, this is so stupid. They're going to recreate how he pulled out the flare in the first one to distract them and goes, hey, oh, over I here, over yeah. here. And I'm like, why can't you do anything that's remotely unique? I don't know. No, you have to just recreate the first movie. So he does that. But but this time it's unique because he throws it in his mouth and he's like empowered, I guess, is how it feels like they're trying to be like, he's not helpless now. But then it breathes fire. So then it kind of erases any mistakes I've had with the movie because I'm like, okay, cool, breathing <laughs> yeah. fire. And then they get up to the top and- The dinosaurs are still
1: trying to get them.
0: Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum has some shirts unbuttoned because- but, f- Shirts unbuttoned? His uh,
1: shirt is unbuttoned.
0: Unbuttoned a little bit. Now, famously, whether you agree or not, Jeff Goldblum is a bit of a sex icon because of his look in Jurassic Park, where his shirt is undone and he has an injured leg. There's a statue of him somewhere in America as that. That's like
1: what? Where?
0: I don't remember. Um, but it's like a big statue of him shirtless, like that. And it is it is this thing that people look at as like a sex icon moment in pop culture. Are you looking it up now? London London not in America what
1: (laughs) that's a big statue have you seen it
0: I've seen it yes it's big it's
1: it's huge How, how big
0: is it do you see how big it is
1: look at these people standing next to it hold on whoops look at that
0: oh yeah way bigger than I remember it being that that thing is like like probably 25 feet tall and like 50 feet long because it's on its side. Weird. So that's, you know, so there. So there's a moment where, I think he looks at Chris Pratt.
1: No, at Kayla
0: Watt. Yes, and she looks at his shirt and she shakes her head and then he buttons up his shirt. Mm-hmm. And I thought, really? You're going to make that joke? And then they're talking about what they're going to do and they mention something about the Jurassic World Park. And Bryce Dallas Howard's like, oh, we need to, you know, change the stuff just like we did in Jurassic World. And he he stops short of staring down the barrel of the camera. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, and he says, I hated Jurassic World. Yeah. And it was like it was like Colin was like, I hear you guys. Some of you didn't like this movie, but you're having fun now, aren't you? Yeah. Really bad. Um, and so (laughs) they go Laura Dern and Bryce Dallas Howard go to switch out the power because for some reason, again, they're like, remember how Laura Dern and Jurassic Park changed the power grid? We have to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, someone mentioned something about the voltage with dinosaurs, and Alan Grant's like, yeah, I know how much voltage it is because they have to point out that he was electrocuted in the first movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They just can't resist it. So all of that's bad. Then they get to, well, the scientist gets killed by the things that kill Wayne Knight. Mm -hmm. That was kind of fun, because I like those dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we get to the huge showdown. Now, again, this speaks to the fan Comic-Con nature that these movies have become for no apparent reason. Trevorrow, before the movie even came out, said, don't worry, guys, the T-Rex doesn't die. I would never do that, because we can't kill the T-Rex. That's like an icon of Jurassic Park. And I just think that's so weird to go into a movie with, like, that as your mantra. But you also, like, have to have the dinosaur in the movie.
1: There's also a spy movie.
0: It's very weird. It, I mean, it, I honestly, if you have an interest in seeing it, you should see it. Because it's weird. And I'm glad I watched this movie. I know we're harping on how bad it is. And it's, oh, baby, it's bad. But it is kind of like, wow. I, I think this will be a touchstone moment. Because I do think this movie's going to... Make enough money, but it's not going to make quite as much as Universal Hopes. And I think people will look at this and they'll be like, there was the Top Gun and Jurassic World at the same time. One of them's a huge hit and we should make more movies like that. And the other one we should not make more movies like. I think it's a watershed moment. Mm-hmm. But the T-Rex and the Giganotosaurus. Did
1: you mention that we see the logo of, of Jurassic? I was oh, about okay. to
0: say. Go ahead. You say No, it. it's Okay. There is a there's a waterfall that goes around the circle. The T-Rex walks behind it and recreates the Jurassic Park logo. And that is the dumbest thing that's been put on the screens in the year 2022.
1: Pretty pretty bad.
0: Yeah. And this is the same year as Secrets of Dumbledore, so I'm saying that's pretty bad. <sighs> but Secrets of Dumbledore is a We're lot worse out the than trash this. trash
1: this year in Hollywood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And those are the only... Well, that and the bubble. Those are the only three movies I've seen this year that I didn't like. So...
1: They fight. T-Rex gets what we think is dead, defeated, after yeah. what you just said. But it's... Seems to be dead. Well, you can
0: never kill the T-Rex, I and guess. And
1: people are trying to, everyone gets in the helicopter, and then the cool Tim Burton dinosaur shows up and starts fighting <laughs> yeah. the other dinosaur, and then the T-Rex wakes back up and takes down the dinosaur with the Tim Burton one.
0: And they, yeah, they team up and do like a, a maneuver to push the other one into the claws. Kind of graphic. Which I
1: was, It's pretty gross.
0: I was like, oh, that's fun. Don't think about it, though, Micah. Don't think <laughs> about it. But that's kind of fun. Yeah. And then they fly away in a helicopter, and they're like, we did it.
1: And then and then it cuts to, like, they're all safe on a tarmac somewhere nearby. It's the next day. And the camera's panning as actors are talking to just extras. And it's like, and then this thing happened? And yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Oh, and then let me tell you about this part. Huh? (laughs) Oh, it was so weird. And then Laura Dern says she's going to take her sample to the Times, even though it literally doesn't matter anymore that she got her. Well,
0: I mean, she does have the scoop.
1: She has the scoop, whatever. And then um, the clone is reunited with her parents, her adoptive parents. Oh, I was like, huh? (laughs) No, with Chris Pratt and Bryce. And happy family. And then we get back to the news thing.
0: Well, BD Wong goes out and he lets the locusts out. He lets it out, he like puts his hand in the air in this way that it was just like (laughs) Also, he has like the worst wig in the world on in that movie.
1: He just he looks pretty youthful still, but he's gotta be in his fifties. Yeah. But he looks pretty good, and the hair just looks like it's for an older person.
0: Yeah. He's gotta be past his fifties, right? I mean, that movie came out in ninety three. He's
1: aging well, but his hair is weird.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to be a wig, right, for this movie? Or is it just, like, really fluffy? I guess it could be really fluffy. It just seemed, it looked like it was on top of other hair.
1: Sure, okay, fine.
0: Very weird. And then, and then the whole movie is, like, <laughs> the, the, the news reporter blogger person was, like, yeah, that thesis of the movie is, of Jurassic Park 1 is not true. We can learn to coexist, and it's fine.
1: And then it does show some pretty cool like natural nat geo that shots part was cool. of dinosaurs.
0: Honestly, if they would have just done this budget and just made like a a fake thing that David was that was narrated by David Attenborough, I'd be like this is the best movie of the year. <laughs> I mean, I did read that Colin did watch a lot of nature stuff to prepare for this, which that's like the, that's evident. That's the only thing that he said that I've read where I'm like that makes sense and was a good decision you made
1: bad movie though (laughs) really bad movie
0: i mean so so to me to wrap it up here first of all go to patreon.com slash micah macaw there's a link in the description and you can get our our uh extra episodes and watch our watch along to the star wars holiday special as little as three dollars a month. Once we get to fifty patrons, we're gonna cover every single Pixar movie on an extra show on Patreon. We're so we gotta get thirteen more. Can you please get us there this year? Mm -hmm. I really want to launch that show this year. That's like one of my big goals. But um, and then please rate and review our podcast. Mm -hmm. We've been sitting steady at our ratings, but let's let's pump it up a few. If you haven't, if you listen and haven't rated, even if you just want to click the five stars and not write a review, that's fine. But please do it now. As far as ranking this in the Jurassic series, I, I think this series is, oddly enough, one of the rare series where every single sequel is slightly worse than the previous movie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh That's my take on it. And But what's unique about this one is I would rather watch Dominion over Fallen Kingdom like any day of the week, mm-hmm. maybe even over Jurassic World.
1: I think I would, too. But I but think it's a worse movie. It's
0: w- it's way worse of a movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's my take. The on
1: dinosaur it. stuff's just better. Yeah. That's why it comes down to the dinosaur stuff.
0: Except for there's no tension. It's just fun to look at them. Yeah. They're, it's not photographed well or not edited well, really. Yeah, it's photographed well. Yeah. They look good. But um, where would you put it in yours?
1: Um, I think I would put it like third to bottom.
0: So you would so you put it, I put it above those, above those other yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah
1: but i also can't really remember the other ones and i don't even want to think about them again <laughs> i'm just so done with this with this franchise and yeah. it's like whenever we have kids you know you just get so excited showing your kids like movies that made cinema you mm-hmm. know and it's like yes i will show them Jurassic Park they can do the other stuff if they want
0: oh yeah that's that's up to them
1: yeah i d- i never want to watch another one of these movies yeah. again besides the first one
0: yeah it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is truly a wild series, wild movie. And next week, we will be covering the fifth of the Toy Story universe, and that is Lightyear. And then the week after that, we return to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, so join us next week for Lightyear. I, I'm hoping it's going to be good because they haven't missed yet on Toy Story. but
1: one seems like a weird choice.
0: But again, hopefully, it's in a child's imagination, and then it'll work, and we'll all be crying at the just end. Just
1: very few colors in this movie is what is making me nervous. Colors? In and, and the trailers, it's just a very simple palette. Oh, but I think that they they they're gonna pack a lot in because they usually okay. do. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's just like a rock planet, and their their suits are all like the same
0: color. Oh, and okay. then you have a
1: pop of orange with that cat. Yeah. But I think there will be a lot more.
0: I didn't notice that. But the animation, at the end of the day, the animation looks insane.
1: As it always does.
0: Yeah. So uh, Also, thank we you- saw the
1: trailer for the new Minions movie, and it looks funny. It does look if really anything, funny. If write a review about our pad- podcast that is actually a review of that trailer that looked funny. Just do it.
0: <laughs> I was giggling.
1: Yeah, it was a good trailer. Yeah. Uh,
0: thank you for listening. Thank you. Adios. Thank
2: <laughs> you.